when there's a situation and a leader jumps into it and just starts advocating for their solution without understanding what was happening, what people were working on, and the whole issue, it can not only lead to bad decisions, but also team members can feel disrespected and lose trust in that leader. I'm Jason Gore, and I'm here with executive coach Robert McNaughton. Thanks, Joe. Jason, yeah, you know, I think this is one of those things that can erode relationships between leaders and their team and, and in general undermine authority more than just about any other thing. And it's, it can also just be very embarrassing when I assume that I know what's happening or where you're coming from or uh, in a situation like that and just start running with it. It, it, it can be really embarrassing to watch that happen. Yep. And also, on the other side, it creates a lot of resentment. Yes. For the folks that are in the trenches doing the work, um, they feel dishonored. And uh, like all of a sudden, someone that doesn't really know the history, the obstacles that they've overcome, the thoughts that they've had, the work that they've done comes in and kind of takes over. It's, it, could be, it could lead to resentment for years. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's... It just makes it feel like, well, you know, maybe I'm not talking correctly that this person isn't understanding me. You know, maybe my idea just isn't that good. Um, but for one way or another, my idea doesn't matter because, yeah. you know, they're not acknowledging it correctly. Um, and then the outcome is less engagement, maybe even attrition. Um, you know, I've been on the back side of this one. I've been on both sides of this. But, you know, one example for me is I was um, in the telecom space. Um, working on a rating system. How do you take data off of a switch and turn it into a bill, um, simply put? And there was a lot of unknowns. This is back in the 90s when that wasn't actually happening very often. Um, there were a lot of unknowns, and this new um, leader got hired. And, you know, one day I show up at work, and he's kind of just bossing my team members around. Hmm. and. It was just like, he didn't do, he didn't talk to me. You know, he just started telling us how things were going to go. And, you know, honestly, my feeling was, well, he's not asking me for my opinion, so I'm not going to offer it. And there was a whole bunch of work that we did that he just wasn't aware of. And, you know, I was pretty resentful. And I just watched him dig himself in a hole. And he was fired like two months later. And, you know, there's a lot of things I could have done to help him and save him but I wasn't interested. Like, like, you know, his dismissal was good for me anyway. <laughs> um, um, but it was just really interesting to be on the backside. And here we are kind of all on the same team. But I felt so disrespected that I let himself kind of let him dig his own grave. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm put to mind of the George Bernard Shaw quote that is uh, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, this is miscommunication at its core where people just assume that they're paying more attention than they actually are, or that they're smarter than they actually are. It's like the curse of knowledge. You know, the smarter that you are, the more likely it is you're going to make these kinds of mistakes, but the cost of it is, it damages your authority and your uh, reputation with this person. It's discouraging to the people that you're working with. And, and you know, work and time gets lost because there's not much efficiency going on. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so it, it takes a little patience, 
you know, if you're in an urgent situation and you're stepping in to a situation where people are already working on it, it does take a little bit of uh, a moment to center yourself, to thank the people for their involvement and to acknowledge that you're coming in fresh. Um, and with, especially if there's a lot of urgency, like, you know, a computer network is down or something else it has to be fixed really immediately. Um, I like to just apologize in advance for taking over knowing that I'm not, but because that was my job, knowing that I'm not going to know everything and ask for people's support. Yeah. Um, but it's rare for people like, you know, you have so much pressure and urgency. It's like, it's really hard to remember to do that. Yeah. I, I, certainly in those situations where there's high pressure, high urgency, that's when um, we need to really throttle up into being as present as we can, listening as much as we can, not allowing distractions. That's when we want to use our tools like paraphrasing. You know, mm -hmm. before jumping to my conclusion or my solution to my decision, let me make sure that I heard you first. Is this what you said? Did I get it right? Like all of those basic communication uh, skills come into play here for making sure that we're understanding the people we're working with first. Yeah. You know, a lot of new leaders, when they enter a company, their first 90 days is very, you know, similar to what we're talking about here, where if they come in with guns a blazing, like it's going to be, you know, success or failure really quickly. Um, where I think the general advice is spend a few weeks really talking to people, understanding people, you know, coming up then a couple weeks coming up with ideas and maybe at the, like the one month mark, three to four weeks, right? That's when you really take over. That's when you really start advocating and pushing on your solutions so that you know the listening and you know what's happening, you know the history, you know the general sense of, you know, are, what kind of platform are you standing on and is it, is, there, is it solid ground? Yeah, exactly. I mean, relying on feedback is essential here. And I think asking questions is the best way to get in there of just, you know, making sure you are leading with other people's perspectives first, asking them questions, drawing out uh, where they're coming from, their perspectives. And I, this happens to me all the time where when, especially when I'm teaching classes or if I'm uh, in a and a uh, you know, someone will ask a question and, you know, I've got like great answers loaded up and I just start going with it. And then at the end, uh, I've, I've trained myself in saying, it's like, did that answer your question? <laughs> and mm -hmm. sometimes you were like, well, actually, no. I mean, that was a great answer and all, but my, my question was this. And so we <laughs> get into the spot of, of being able to recognize where we're making assumptions and be willing to ask questions to get the right feedback. Yep. You know, I've worked in a couple of situations where this happens all the time in cross-service military operations where you have two hierarchies interacting, right, around something that happens a lot. But also it's been showing up in the last 10, 15 years, um, a lot of the big rescue operations and humanitarian aid uh, operations have been facing this when you have multiple agencies coming on scene at the same time. They're all bumping into each other and they had to create a unified code of how authority gets handled in those situations um, because what was happening is, you know, basically a tug of rope where people were trying to get things to move that way and, you know, everybody was pulling in different directions. Right. And there was a lot of lost resources uh, because people were coming in and doing something new. And, you know, I experience this all the time. I, I, on the medical side, I'm trained as a rescuer, as a first responder, both medical and um, whitewater. And, you know, I'll be on scene, and when the fire department 
um, shows up, they tend to be better. But when the medical groups and the ambulance shows up, they literally just push me out of the way, right? <laughs> they, you know, I've learned just to have my soap notes ready, my, all, all the notes on the patient I'm ready and just pass it to them because that's how, you know, they operate. Um, the fire crews, they tend to be um, a little bit more respectful and ask for a scene size up um, before they take over. And oftentimes, you know, you know, we'll have some debates about how we can help and how to work together. Um, but in terms of how to do this well, I've learned on my own rafting trips, you know, when, you know, I'm usually the most experienced medical and rescue lead and I'll start barking commands and people will say no. And I'm like, Oh, like, I'm not expecting that. Like, you know, I'm just running, running a, a rescue, like I would run and I'm not expecting the human dynamics to play out. I've learned frankly, the hard way. Um, and I had to learn this lesson a couple times, apparently because I didn't learn it the first time um, that at the beginning of trips, you know, we talk about what happens um, in urgent situations and you know, who has, you know, command and control. Right. Um, and we really distinguish those roles in advance so that when the situation comes up, people understand how to do it. Um, and in the business environment, this could be, um, a, you know, credit card processing issue. Um, this could be, we have a injury on site. If it's a manufacturing facility, if it's a transportation company, we have an accident or a, um, a public harm issue, um, is to be prepared around the roles around, you know, who, who's leading what in those situations, um, and doing that in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Having the context for the facilitation and the, the leadership and authority roles is critical here. And then just also returning to this, this practice of, uh, you know, advice process of before you make a decision, make sure you're informing that decision as much as possible. I mean, no one hates, uh, no, everybody hates the person who just parachutes in and just starts making really critical decisions, you know, where people's jobs are on the line without, uh, you know, getting people's perspectives first. So if you're yeah. that person, if you're coming into a new situation, you have to lead with your humility and ask a lot of questions. And the more you do that, even if you already have a decision lined up, you're gaining a lot of trust and uh, allyship in the process of making sure people's perspectives are included. Right. Otherwise, people are not going to want to follow you. And, you know, they're going to have resentment. And, um, and it's, uh, it's interesting because the, the thing to do here is also not only ask about content, but ask about roles. Like, I, I've learned that when I come in and, you know, I'm kind of paid to parachute, um, I've learned to find out what roles people are playing and let them to continue and support them in continuing to do those roles and it's like kind of the best things I could do. Like, so I've learned not to take over as facilitator, even though that I might be a really good facilitator, I'll be asked, okay, who's facilitating? Who's leading, right? Let them facilitate because otherwise if I take on that burden, it's really hard for me then to continue to collect information and, and kind of process all that information. I would much rather um, let people continue to do what they're doing learn what they're doing, um, and then interject when the time's right. Yeah. So, you know, indicators of success that this is being done well is when 
decisions are actually informed with the, the best perspectives possible and people feel seen and heard for their contributions and their perspectives. And so they are willing to bring more of their perspectives. They're going to be more engaged. There's more energy in the culture. There's not apathy. We all feel like we're on the same team, collaborating, moving in the same direction, even though there still is uh, authority in decision-making. Yep. And, you know, another good indicator of success is just engagement. Like, are people, you know, pushing back? Does it feel like a team? Because if it feels like a command and control situation where you're telling people what to do and they're doing it, odds are you're missing some key things. Um, and, you know, you really want to be in a collaborative environment. Now, there are times for command and control, like in a rescue situation where life is on the line, right? There are times where that's really important. But even in those contexts, the more you can get bottom-up information, and, you know, I think the military is learning this the hard way, um, yeah. And, you know, what they've seen now is decision-making used to be purely top-down and bad decisions get made, right? And now they're really um, changing things to do bottom-up information, right, before top-down decision-making. Um, I'm not in the military, so I don't know the latest and greatest, but um, that seems to be the trend over the last 10 to 15 years. And that ten trend seems to be increasing more and more. Yeah, exactly. It is, you know, becoming more inclusive while maintaining role authority is the art form here. And, you know, the best next steps that I can encourage in, you know, bringing this in is, is in, in maintaining our curiosity, asking questions. Um, e even if it seems like I'd, I've got all the information I need, just being in the habit of being curious where other people are at so that we keep our culture engaged. Yeah, you know, I think the number one thing here is the that gets in the way that, that we, we need to get through as an experiment is when we're stepping in midway and there's pressure. Yeah. Right? That pressure cooker um, brings out the worst in everybody. And so, you know, Robert, I'm curious for your thoughts about how to center yourself, how to um, get your, your, your neurology back online in a way that you could do this because right in the heat of the moment we sometimes might forget yeah sure you know like basic autonomic uh, system first aid right it's like when there's a, a crisis at hand or there's any kind of urgency our sympathetic nervous system is what's going to be running the show that's our fight or flight mechanism that's the thing that's trying to make decisions as fast as possible and it actually has a tunnel vision it's not actually looking for more information it's looking to how to to exploit the information we have to get things done efficiently. And what yes. we want to do there is get our parasympathetic nervous system online, which is what allows us to be more permeable, to receive more, to explore more. And the best way to do that, science keeps showing us, is breathing. And if we can just extend our breath to, you know, at least seven seconds, it shows that our parasympathetic nervous system comes online. So if you're ever in an urgent situation and you can, and you have seven seconds to spare, try just increasing your breath. And I do this every morning. I do this every time before or after I work out. I do this before I go to bed tonight. It's a good practice across the board. Breath work um, is a great way to take care of our nervous system. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's so funny you say that. I actually realize that I've learned this the hard way that, you know, I'll race to a situation and what I've learned to do is to stand outside the door and just 
calm myself up because I'm like, I'm moving so forward. My whole body is actually so forward yeah. that from there, it's really hard not to just insert myself and take over. Like I actually need to change my mindset, like take a calm breath and realize that like part of my showing up here is to fill the team with confidence and to slow things down just a little bit so that we can execute well in, the, in a collaborative environment. Yes. So the key yeah. takeaway, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just the last thing I'll say is this is extra true for people that are already in positions of authority, where I already not only you know, want to go ahead and get things done, but no one's going to stand in the way of me making decisions. It's, it's extra important that I be aware that there's more information out there. So the key takeaway here, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things and power dynamics and urgencies, but the key thing is simply to have sufficient understanding of an issue and people's opinions before really pushing or advocating for a specific solution. Really good stuff, Jason. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Robert. And to all the listeners out there, we hope this conversation has been useful.